Budget Press Review, Martin Appleby. To Ramona. I once got talking to a girl on Plenty of Fish. She lived in a small village in the next county over. She was very pretty and had a good doggo. I can't remember her name or the doggo's name. We didn't have too much in common, but the conversation flowed along nicely. We exchanged numbers and texted each other and agreed to meet up for a drink in an equidistant town. The meet-up never materialised, and for some reason, I ghosted her. I had been ghosted before by women I'd met on dating sites, but this was the first time I'd done it myself. I can't remember why I did it, but it has always bothered me. I listened to the Bob Dylan album, Another Side of Bob Dylan, on her recommendation. The song To Ramona was her favourite. And a few months after we stopped texting, she texted me out of the blue to say she had started reading Bukowski on my recommendation. I never replied. I don't know why. Maybe it would have gone somewhere. Maybe it wouldn't have. But if by some slim chance you are that girl and you are hearing this, I apologise for ghosting you. I hope you enjoyed Buke. I'm listening to a cassette of that Bob Dylan album right now. to Ramona is my favourite song from it too. Small talk. His poems Kids. are good stories. Am I still punk? You know, uh, you know, you have hollow sentiment, and that's what I like the most. I like poems that are almost like they're telling stories. Mm. I mean, they can they can almost be like just short stories. Yeah. Really, it's just that they're formatted in poetry. May Day in Hastings. Round and round the maypole, following the jack. Big bag of cans, face painted green. No one really knows what it all means, but we do it anyway. The West Hill abuzz with families having picnic lunches and the rest of us gathered in groups. Any excuse to get day drunk in the sun or the rain with friends we don't see enough anymore. And as day descends into night, the old town awash with revellers coming down from the hill to carry on the festivities and drink until we can't anymore until Monday becomes Tuesday and we wake up on green-stained pillows and vow that we won't drink so much again until we do. Martin, he's clear, right? You know, know, what he writes is very clear. It's very down-to-earth. You know, it's very unpretentious, which I think is really important to him. A house I have never lived in. I have a recurring dream about a house I have never lived in, a house I have never visited or to my knowledge seen with my own two eyes in real life. Yet in my dreams it is a house that I once lived in, a room rented with an ex-girlfriend from the owner, a kind grey-haired woman, a woman I have never lived with, never met or to my knowledge seen with my own two eyes in real life. The house has a grand open plan living area like something out of an old movie light and airy with French doors that lead out to a wonderful luscious garden that has a wooden arbour bench at the far end. I like spending time there in my dreams reminiscing about when I lived there with an ex-girlfriend in a room we rented in a house I have never lived in. Small talk. Busy weekend? The cashier asks as she begins to scan my shopping and we exchange small talk about plans for the upcoming bank holiday weekend and it is all very cordial and British. Of course, we discuss the weather. 
and when she's finished scanning and I've paid, we exchange pleasantries and goodbyes and she begins the same banal conversation with the next customer. And I tell myself that I hate this small talk, that I hate playing this role in this phony routine and that I could not give one single flying fuck about this woman or this stunted conversation. And yet I chose to use her till rather than the self-scan checkout because we may have nothing in common and I may hate small talk with strangers, but I would hate it more to see this woman lose her job to a machine. When he put out a call for submissions for his zine, he was getting all these guys, all these guys, all these guys. Mm -hmm. So he just put out, he decided to have one issue that was only women. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and since then, his, still his zine is still, you know, male dominant, but he's gotten a lot more women in there. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So that's kind of how he kind of dealt with that. But, but it is, it's very good, mm. you know? And if you're like, you know, a short story writer or a poet who is in the zines, then, you know, Martin's thing, Paper and Ink is for you. Kids. At work this week, I overheard two colleagues complaining about problems that each were having with their respective teenage daughters who were both away at uni. And it made me thank my lucky stars that I never accidentally knocked anybody up because from what I can deduce, yes, kids are cute sometimes, but more often than not, they're a burden on both the bank balance and the mental faculties. And it gets no better the older they get. And if it wasn't for society dictating that we have to procreate in order to lead a happy and fulfilled life, I'm certain that more people wouldn't bother. Because the only benefit to having kids that I can see is having somebody that is obligated to look after you when you're too old to look after yourself. Fuck that. I'll take my chances on my own. Uh, when I first, our first interaction was on Twitter. And, um, and he... He, he wrote, and this is all going to be paraphrased from memory, but he did something like, no one over 40 should say dude. <laughs> right? No! We are Californians! Exactly! What the oh. fuck? I, I no! Dude! And that's, uh, right. And Not so I cool! <laughs> and so Not, I, oh. Right. oh. A limey dude! I'm English! I'm British, dude! Telling a California anyone. So, oh, did he say so that I wrote to you him specifically? No, he just said it out there. Yeah. Okay. No. He just because if it were to you specifically, it, it would be funny, and no. I would like that. But no, no. If you no, see this, someone he, pull that shit, you need to at me now. Now that I'm on okay. Twitter, that no. <laughs> okay. Well, whatever. So he put out there into the Twitter sphere. You know, no one over forty should say dude, right? Because it sounds dumb. Whatever. Right. And so I just went back, just like, you know, replied back going, um, I'm from California. Okay. <laughs> you know, and I've been saying, dude, whatever. Since I've been saying dude since before you were born, dude. Basically. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I'm like the same age as, you know, Sean Penn, you know, and it's Spicoli. In fast times, I was in high school. Right, whatever. So I just said something like that, like yeah. that blah, blah, blah. Actually, no English person 
Yeah. Should say, dude. Yeah. Because you sound silly. You sound like a fucking poser. <laughs> right. <laughs> Am I still punk? I got an Amazon voucher for my birthday and used it to buy Black Flag's Damaged on vinyl. Hollow sentiment. If you say nothing loud enough, eventually your hollow sentiment will echo throughout time and space, repeated like a mantra by the brain-dead husks of those given no choice but to listen. Whether in politics or poetry, if you beat your own drum loud enough, long enough, eventually others will begin walking to the same beat. That's how I ended up here. What about you? Watery love. I used to talk to this poet I met on Twitter. We were both going through breakups and in a pretty bad place. Lonely. We used to call each other ghosty. We'd talk almost every day. Sometimes we'd get drunk together on Skype and she used to send me photos on Snapchat. We lived on different continents and I contemplated hopping on a plane to see her more than once, but I never did. And one day, just like that, the conversation dried up. It's now several years later and we're both in relationships and she's super into yoga and eating healthily and hiking and she smiles more in photos now and I realise that I never really knew her at all and I probably never let her really know me either. We both had a void that was briefly filled with the digital company we provided each other but that will still never stop me from wondering what would have happened if I had hopped on that plane. So you can, you know, find him at Paper and Ink Zine, or you can find him, you know, searching online Scumbag Press or at Scumbag Press, and that's where you can find him. He's a really cool guy. The poems in this episode were from Budget Press Review number nine to Ramona and May Day in Hastings. And from Nobody's Hero, the poems were A House I Have Never Lived In. Small Talk, Kids, Am I Still Punk, and Hollow Sentiment.